All right, we are at day seven. Well, I know we didn't quite get these uploaded each day, but the last day in the series of chakra healing. And Victor and I have gone through each day talking about how a blockage in one of the chakras can influence or affect your own health, your happiness, your relationships. Um, I hope it's something you've liked. Today is a big one. Today is like the one that ties everything together because it's the whole point of it. And it's something that a lot of people are avoiding. I think navigating the crown chakra is, um, is, is really hard for people to do because the ego gets in the way. So we're gonna dive right into it. Let's get started. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Okay, Victor, crown chakra today. Oh man, we're going we're going in deep. I was before we went on. I'm like Robin. Let's let's get a little reminder on this one because, as you well well know, this chakra this chakra series could be called stuff. That doesn't work on me. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, um, you know, I think there are a lot of compensations, and I was actually, can I just jump right into yeah, this, Robin? Go for it. There are a lot of compensations associated with with the sort of crown chakra, and it's real easy, uh, whatever your belief system, to jump in. And I, I get this a lot currently. You know, like, oh, you know, blank's gonna. Blank's gonna come. It's all in his hands. And dude, oh, don't I, even avoid it. Like I gotta say, it's this is where it's really, really hard because here we are trying to stand on this platform of consciousness and freedom and bring them together. And a lot of people get pushed away or turned off because they're like, "Oh, but you're not Christian." And but if you just study the Bible, all the answers. Oh, this is the you know judgment day. Jesus is gonna return. I'm not saying that you can't believe in parts of those, but when you believe in them to the extent that you're not doing the inner work or you're putting all your faith in somebody else solving your problem, that's that's really what this whole series was about leading up to is trying to lay the foundation. It's sort of self-empowerment, right? I mean, Absolutely. really what we're talking about when we're talking about this chakra healing and whether I'm, I'm working on someone's strength and conditioning initially it's all about taking that next smallest step. And even for myself, it, that was about, man, very self-empowering. That the, the, the big thing for me is that, you know, that happened in middle school and high school. And then I stalled like mad until I was 40. <laughs> like, oh, wait, this is no longer giving me that self-empowerment, that tool. What else have I been avoiding or what else have I been outsourcing? Like, oh, most important thing for me is family. So I'm going to do whatever it is to... To make sure that happens to the to the point that I I didn't let other parts develop in my own mind psyche in my own chakra in my own healing and I think that right there that little nugget it, it, if it's triggering you just a little bit and we want I want to trigger you at this point because I want you to wake up to the fact that 
you are in control of more that you think. And we need people to be very self-aware and come together, regardless of belief systems, to have an understanding that you can have more. Just like they wanted to divide us red versus blue, black versus white. Um, you know, they want to divide us on religion. That's the thing. It's really hard right now to, um, you know, I feel like it's the last the last uh, little thread of division that if we can't come together and see that like all religions, you know, I use my dad as an example. Him and I see the world the same way up for like 90% of things, mm-hmm. but our bookends are different. Where we stand on creation versus um, the next life, we, it kind of goes different paths. But my big thing is I'm like, yeah, but we're here in this present moment. Why can't we make, why can't we just see the things that are in common? But he refuses to budge on this because he's a Jehovah Witness. He refuses to see, he's like, if if I don't see his paradise the same way and believe every single thing that led up to that the same way, he ends up having no relationship with with me, with his grandkids, and he's not alone. A lot of people. Um, I was so that's a, a case in where your your dogmas, your addiction to being right—that your religion is right. Religion is there to serve you, to empower you to be the best version of yourself. It's not there to make it so that you become just a sheep or a follower, or you know, you you outsource your truth to to a book. It's there so you can should be there to provide insight into how you can better serve the entire world. And I think the people who get that, they just know it in themselves. They're happy people. They're out there. They're open-minded. And they're, it's, it's weird because I remember a period of time, you know, Victor and I both grew up in Catholicism. And then we both, kind of when we met and when we had our kids, we really went away from that. Maybe even to the extent of being atheist. And then, you know, over the last five years, it just so happened it coincided with our travel. But I think the reason it coincided with our travel is because we are constantly immersed in just so much natural beauty. You couldn't help but feel like, whether you want to call it God, Mother Nature, the universe, that there was this energy field that was more than just ourselves. And there's it was more than just... Um, our physical body. And then not to mention that we spend so much time as a family, like really that, that energy, that, that connect interconnectedness. Yes, absolutely. No, no, it's true. And then, you know, we've had times where we've been injured or needed help and people come to help you. And so you end up just knowing there's just a knowingness that there's more feeling that there's more, whether, um, you know, we don't have to put labels on all these things, but what we, what happens also in the part, well, there's two more. One that happens is that while it's okay to have this feeling of, oh, I'm part of a bigger picture. I'm interconnected to this universe without us stepping up to serve or, you know, we can easily spiritual bypass, which is what Victor was trying to say. He's like, well, I'm not, I don't really need to do this inner work. I don't really need to have goals. I'm just here to support my family. But as soon as you take yourself out of the puzzle, the puzzle's out there in front of you. It's like, whether it is um, Christianity, whether it's serving your family, whether it's, you know, whatever the thing is out there, when you take yourself and don't look at yourself as a piece of the puzzle of it, you're spiritual bypassing. And so one can be like, I, we've worked on this a lot. Like you 
can absolutely serve your family and have goals for yourself. And that was a, that's that's still something you feel like working on. Oh, I'm working on. I have to work on that every day because I I put myself so deep that in that compensation, and this is both a mixture of spirituality, trauma, and um, and nurture. So that to the point that that I don't by saying things verbally and making these goal these self accountable goals is just not something I was uh, sort of taught to do so that I was always taught to self-sacrifice and I was rewarded for self-sacrifice. And so it created that initially coupled with um, damage root sacral, uh, sacral chakras from, trauma. from trauma uh, and then take that and fast forward to building a business and having a large family very young well it was really easy if i if i self-sacrifice there and give and give and give i was actually being quite rewarded even by even by my wife but but that's very normal because ultimately if i was helping get up clean the house help help with the kids like yes thank you so much thank you so much but then comes to a point where that's not needed right and i think of our how different we're raising our kids and you know i mean it's I'm going to be doing a series next with Isabel and we're going to talk about chakras with the Enneagram and you know, she's 17. She's walking to, with me to, we had to walk up to the shower house and we, um, she's like, Hey, it's such a perfect week this week in my work schedule. Now she's 17 intrinsically driven <laughs> to create content to help people. She would, she would really like it when it all clicks and she's making enough money to support herself one day, but she's making money and she, you know, she has her t-shirt shop. She runs a mindfulness class. class. She's breaking into coaching. You know, she first wanted to start coaching kids, but now she's really just wants to coach the parent because, you know, you can coach a kid all you want, but if the parent's not reinforcing these things, what good is it? And so she was like, you know, I really like, I do, if, if you're not on Instagram or Facebook, uh, congratulations, but you know that the, <laughs> a, the algorithm is just so frustrating. So she had to have inner discipline to be like, you know what? I don't want to show up every day, but I'm going to show up four times a week. I show up on Pinterest for whatever, 20 minutes each day. I record my videos four days a week. I, she had this whole list of her tasks and you know, in this business model today, you, you can't avoid social media, but you have to be set boundaries of how much. And so she came up with this list and she's like, okay, I'm really happy with this list. This feels really good. I body compassed it. Body compassing is a function of taking, taking your life, thinking about, um, what you're doing. Like, for example, last night I told Victor, like, I just have this feeling we're going to get to Florida and I'm going to be really, I really am not going to want to go back to our home base in Polson yet. I, I think, because I'm body compassing it. I can already remember what it felt like being a scenario like that before. I know how my cells felt when I was like, oh, I felt rushed to get back to this home base for some unknown reason that we had to be back. I mean, we said a reason, but it was really not. A, we could have just stayed. We could have stayed put. But anyways, you body compass it. You think, okay, we can do a whole nother sec, uh, podcast on body compassing body compass it. And she's like, you know what? I think the next thing I want to do is add, I really want some coaching. I really want to just be, I really wish I just had one coaching client 
a week too that was really like wanted my help, wanted change. And she starts visualizing that. I guarantee that's going to manifest for her because she knows exactly the feeling she wants to create. She knows her value and she knows that she needs to show up. She'll, she'll sit there, meditate on it. She'll, she'll be observant to her Instagram feed and she'll come across somebody who she'll know like this person will definitely be the person who wants me. So she knows her target market, all these things come to play. That's crown chakra right there because what's happening is she's seen I'm a valuable piece of the puzzle. puzzle and I want to fit in the puzzle in this specific way. And right. think about Absolutely. our kids have all been raised that way to like, what is your value? I just wrote a chapter for somebody's homeschooling book and it really came down to, because that was my journey, then I made that the kid's journey. That's been reinforced in them from a very young age. Like what makes you amazing not telling them they're amazing in fact like when sometimes when we climb in victor's like good job i'll give them a look like don't you dare tell my kids good job <laughs> like reward their effort don't reward the result like oh good job taking the fall good job being brave but i let them say good job every so often Anyways, well you I'm, get their, I'm their biggest fan and they're doing things that i cannot so i'm just so like wow that's amazing but they're the ones turning around being like, okay, dad, your turn. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so they're 45 minutes later. So the goal, think about when we were kids, we were told, get ready for church, be ready for church. Make sure you have good clothes on, like your best clothes. I would fight. You guys can only imagine how much I'd fight with my mom to go to church on what I wore. And... Um, that idea that, uh, especially cause I was kind of a tomboy, not kind of, I was, and I'm like, I will not wear a dress. I'm not like hours of fighting over wearing a dress or not wearing a dress. And, and you know, sitting there like, well, God does not care. God loves me unconditionally. He doesn't care what I'm wearing. And so what a, what a difference and shift. Does it mean like you, you want to make it so your kids intrinsically would want to Maybe do the wear work. a dress. Or do or, the work, really. Go there. Yeah. And and that's hard. You because it doesn't you can't have that argument on Sunday morning at seven thirty. You'd have to you have to build that value outside of church. You'd have to let go of like, okay, we're Well, they they would have to be embodying it every day except for that one day. It's one thing to be living a life of faith, spirituality, and then and then intrinsically, then all of a sudden, okay, well, Sunday we go do this one thing. We've been living this way. We've been embodying it. Okay, now we do this one thing. But the vast majority of people are like, six days. Okay, now we got to input to do this one thing. That has to happen. It's, you know, and even most people would admittedly be like, oh, why, why are we here, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's definitely how we grew up in Catholicism. But I think there are some people who are, I think a lot of people, if you're no, listening, no, no, no. you find yeah, this, yeah, this, I is... do think a lot of people find it the uh or find the value here here's the last one to to bring it home spiritual bypassing often is a reflection of putting the trust in something outside of yourself and not doing the self-work so hopefully if you've listened to the six before you understand that there's self-work in finding safety and security finding your unique individuality connecting with your emotions doing things that take you outside your comfort zone help you act brave and bold teach you how to forgive and not make take action out of guilt um 
finding a balance between assertion and compassion and visualizing your future so that it can become a reality. And then you have this interconnectedness. So let's bring it back to the church. What we're saying is if you come on Sunday and you're not, you're not doing your own self work and you're just like, well, we have, we have to go to church. We're just on autopilot. We just always go to church. And you as my child, you have to put that dress on because you are going to be rejected. This is a blocked root chakra, really at the core of why so many parents or why our parents were like this when we were kids. They had blocked root chakras. So they're just like, well, we don't want to be shunned from society or from our extended family by not also going to church. So we just go to church. What they could have done to make that whole thing completely different, especially for me, would have been if my mom was emotionally vulnerable to me to say, you know, I go to church because I'm struggling with the fact that this is my third marriage and I'm trying to find value in myself when I keep putting my value into these men who don't align with what I really need in life or maybe they're not, they've, they've hurt me or I felt damaged as a kid because my mom was a single mom and I had all the responsibilities. If I, me at 13 could have completely understood that there was this emotional block or emotional trauma that she was trying to heal from. And if she said like, you know, I'm trying to go to church to find this answer. And it really means a lot to me if you come with me. Uh, and maybe you have something like that. Maybe we can relate. There's something you have um, that you're struggling with because your dad and I have been divorced. Your dad and I don't even speak to each other. Maybe, maybe we could talk about this after church. Maybe we could find one thing in the sermon or the um, gospel or whatever that homily. is homily. Thank you. That resonates. And while we sit and have a donut after church, which makes no sense, but it was definitely a bonus of going to church when I was a kid. <laughs> um, then we can, that would have changed everything. That's what we're trying to, that's what the platform we're trying to get to. We're trying to help you say like, Hey, you were probably, if you're close to our age, you were probably also raised in that emotionally blocked era of do as I say, not as I do. That's what Victor's alluding to when he's like, oh, well, he's probably thinking of like his dad who's like, well, we have to go to church on Sunday, even though I'm angry Monday through Thursday <laughs> and Friday and Saturday, I'm drunk. Like I need, you just do this. And he probably the same thing you would have like if your dad sat down and like, hey, listen, uh, life's hard. I'm so confused right now. I don't know. I've, yeah. you know, I'm just worried about keeping my job. I got four of you to feed. I like your brother and sister always fighting. They don't listen. I'm just going to church so that I can find some form of clarity and understand if there's a purpose for me on this earth. Right. But there's none of that. There's no, there's no connect to why we are here on earth. We just go through robotically. And right now we're at this point where that's what, that's what they, that's what the evil, the Satan, the, the bad side, they want to just keep injecting stuff in us that makes us become more robotic. And and really, it's to block that third eye so you don't have that connection. So we encourage you, if you are very connected to your religion, but are spiritually bypassing those other chakras, do the self-work. You can absolutely stay devoted to whatever religion it is and integrate spirituality at the same time. A lot, I, I see it all over. There are tons of people who are doing this successfully. They can still maintain, you know, whatever 
whatever that uh, core value is, and and still question some of the things. It's okay. We met this cool family a couple uh, month ago, and I, I like that they're their kids. They actually have 10 kids and their oldest daughter, I believe, well, some of their oldest kids, we went for a hike and she was asking me some really good questions, but I could see like the questionings there, but like not, it was hard to fill in the gaps because people aren't taught to think this way that I can believe in these parts of my faith and still think for myself outside of this. And it ends up putting you a little bit on an island and we talked about it. I talked about it with her like, yeah, I know you feel like you feel like, oh, I'm like this lost sheep. But I do think there's this community out there. And if if we're open minded to it, then, um, you know, it trickles. I, that was a long I know pictures like why I didn't you didn't even need me here today. No, I didn't. I knew she was going to actually I knew I knew you were going to have um, a ton of awesome information from that. And that's part of the reason. We spoke for a few minutes ahead of time because I'm I'm always working to have that connectedness and I'm, and I have that sense a little bit more and then I'm also using my my throat to speak a little bit more because to me I've always felt like humility is a big part of what I was was taught but at the same time that's probably spiritual bypassing on in many ways because I I know what I say will have value. And I know it's going to resonate with certain people just based on who I am. And so it's time for me to kind of come out and be able to wake up and go, Robin, I want to talk about this. Let's go help help everyone understand this. This is my backstory. This is why I think it's valuable for, for right now. Yeah, it's really hard because this is so much related to the heart chakra. And I told you guys, it's the heart chakra is the bridge from the physical body to the mind body, right? So go from the the physical to the, in a way, intellectual, but we have to do it via the emotional koshas. And it's hard because I see it in that most people that are drawn to Victor, it's, it's not to say like I'm better or worse. I just have a different background that makes me a little bit more in my mind elements. And I have to actually get grounded in my body ones a little bit more but I do have more of my energy is up high and I have to kind of like bring it bring it down the energy I'm not high my energy is up in my crown chakra and third eye so much obviously my throat chakra so much and I have to bring it back down into the other things that's why I need to climb because I have to get into my physical body way more otherwise I go crazy being in my mental body so much Victor's the opposite. He's yeah. like, he's so much in his physical body. I'm trying to draw him out of his physical body and be more in the, in the mind. And I think a lot of people are stuck in one or the other. And so it ends up being that his clients were drawn to him because they're more in their body ones too. Or, and plus they're trying to help their body ones, which is awesome. But it makes it really hard to coach if you're, if you're only in your, body elements, body chakras, it's hard to coach these other things because, and so your dialogue gets, it's almost like your throat chakra gets trapped in those, right? Is that what what I'm saying? Like people that are stuck in these, you're stuck in these primal, primal being. I go to work, I do a job, I make dinner. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm in an evolution of understanding my, my, uh, my why, what I'm here for, my purpose. And, you know, for 30 years, I've been in this box, this personal trainer slash strength coach. 
And so people to have a tendency to see me as as anything beyond what is the physical. So I'm redefining that, particularly with any new clients I bring on. Um, like, look, we're going to get a little more dirty, gritty, and work on these deeper parts right away because my experience tells me you're going to hit roadblocks if we don't deal with this. And I want you ultimately to be happy and healthy. To do those things need, means to be doing inner work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right, so I think that wraps up the chakras. Um, like I said, I think uh, Isabel and I are going to bring it come together for the next nine and deal how each enneagram affects the chakras and like tying them together. Um, oh man, I the, can't wait to listen to that one. Those are going to be pretty powerful. The hard thing about those is uh, is mistyping, and maybe it's maybe it's not even worth typing if you don't know your enneagram. Um, then then it, just listen. Then just listening, but there's yeah. there's so many as well, and I'll cover mistyping and how why how and why. I think if you think about the chakras, and then it'll help you type correctly. Yeah, just a little side note on that enneagram. When you guys do these things, um, it's very easy um, if you ever do these tests, which is actually kind of a. I always think a cool little date to go do someone with some people you like is to take the test with some people that know you because they'll call you on it. People will be like, oh, that's BS because you have a tendency to see yourself as what you want to be as opposed to what you actually are. So sometimes that helps pretty powerfully. So before you listen to those or oh, yeah, if you have blocked chakras or you've been yeah. spiritual bypassing and not doing the inner work, what happens is you see your wing often. You're mm. like, so say I'm an Enneagram eight I'm a wing seven and especially people who know me, but don't know me really well. They might just see my seven. They might just see like, Oh, you're like the one who like wants the maverick, the one who wants to like go, go do crazy things. And you're intent. Like, well, the intensity is an eight, but like, you're just all about fun. Yeah. That would be what it was. And, and <laughs> so it's furthest from the truth. Really <laughs> fun is definitely some part of that, but right. it's not the dominant. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, it, it is interesting, but it definitely plays a role. Like once you know which, what number you are, you kind of end up with a framework of knowing which chakra to start with. Yeah. I would, I love, you know, to argue. So I would argue that everybody needs to start with sacral. I'm um, mostly because we want third eye open. We want to have a goal. Well, it's really hard to visualize your goal if you're acting out of guilt. And if you're acting out of guilt from a blocked heart chakra, there's a good chance that you haven't gotten in touch with your emotions, your vulnerability, your sense of identity. Your individuality, so right? If in order, yeah, and in order to do that, you have to really tap into what brings you joy, what makes you feel creative. It's why Isabel always talks about the first thing people need to do is dance parties and paint or draw or something like that, because it's your first step of like bringing your awareness into you and like, oh, I like doing this. This is making me, it's really hard to create and be outside your body. I'm definitely people can do it, but you start being creative and and then the reason people probably aren't creative or in their sacral chakra is because of a blocked root. But that's like, don't think about the white elephant. If I said, you need to work on your your root chakra and, you know, it's like saying like, you're scared and say, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. Like you can't. So what we do is just draw the energy out of that first chakra into 
creativity. Once you get creative and you feel and have somebody you can share emotions with. I know Victor shares so much with me, so it makes it easy to unlock this. And then you start to forgive yourself and your heart chakra opens up and you don't feel guilty. And then all of a sudden you're like, "Ooh, I have an idea. I know something that I want. And and, uh, you can take off from there. So sacral chakra, get, get good with that one. We have it on the app. A lot of stuff on how to do it. I have it in the course. Um, I have, I don't know, Victor told me he's been doing my seven-day meditation that's in the course. He said, uh, maybe I should give it to, for you for free because I do want to see you help. So maybe check the link below. There should oh, be. Check whoa. the link below. Get my seven-day. Get going. It's pretty powerful. I have to say, having gone through it and used it as a template uh, daily, um, I, I've been focusing on meditation with the family for a while, but I but I noticed how busy my mind has gotten as I've, do, as I've done meditations more and more. And so I love following the guided meditations. It keeps me sort of on track. You can't meditate wrong, but at the same time, you want to propel yourself. And I like the guidedness of it and allows me to focus on I've seen significant improvements over the last what been doing it for almost two weeks so mm-hmm. um check it out yeah in the link below guys what do you think the end result is from doing those those meditations what did you feel? uh the end result is greater uh for me uh, greater happiness and gratitude um and a greater connectedness to well first off you and the kids because i can get really first off down on myself by like why can't i figure this out why can't i figure this out um and just happy you know just a sense of happiness and and how about this i think the best description on that is it's okay for me to feel whatever i want but i also reflect on it and kind of hover have this visual of hovering outside my body and like is that who i want to be and it gives me giving me the ability to try to Go no no no! Act as if you want how you want to be, not just react. Oh, tell me. So one of the things Victor started doing <laughs> is putting his socks on inside out. What other things? Uh, brushing you- my. I, I've been working on brushing my teeth with the other hand. I give myself a new haircut. Um. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do everything different so that it's a signal to tell yourself like I am a different person I am a new person I can do these things and I, I can change if I can brush my teeth with a different hand I can attract a new type of client I can get on a podcast with my wife I can do all these yeah, things yeah you know this goes back to what we've been talking about is that we're naturally going to be drawn towards repeating our previous cycles and if you're constantly doing that you're never moving forward because you're just repeating your past. And so uh, I thought a simple thing is I just start doing everything a little bit different, even from the way I put on my shirt or take off my shirt. I'll try to actively like, oh, take it off this way instead. Um, just to be, just to send a signal to your body that different, different moving forward, different moving forward. Absolutely. Okay. Now we really wrapped it up. Okay. Right, we'll see you later. Bye.